what the fuck is really good world for reals though like i keep taking these delayed fucking breaks from this podcast game and i i don't know why um part of me wants to think that it's because of how busy i am with work and school as i mentioned in the previous podcast but real shit a lot of it also has to do because of the sad boy life that i fucking mentioned in the previous podcast and i'm not going to be talking too much about the sad boy life here in this particular one not too much right and i'm definitely not going to talk too much about how i'm busy aside from the fact that you know phd program uh and, and other things that i got going on on the side from that is taking up a lot of time at the moment and because of that this particular podcast is going to be a little bit uh short in and of itself um i honestly wasn't even going to do it though because of those two reasons right both because of the how busy i am at the current moment but also because the sad boy life right now before we get into why that is the case well more specifically i should qualify by saying that real real shit dog the only like 99.9 percent .9 of the reason that i'm doing it is because of the whole events that happened at the Notre Dame Cathedral this past uh, a couple of days ago in Paris, right? And also because also real shit, the sad boy life ain't a fucking, it's not a 365 thing. And today is one of those days when it's gotten a little bit easier to fucking cope and deal with that kind of shit, right? But I'll talk about that here shortly how. Um, and no, it doesn't have anything to do with the fucking Notre Dame Cathedral and fucking all that kind of shit burning down. No, that's not why I fucking feel happier today in particular, right? But before I get into that, um... I got to qualify every podcast by saying that if you haven't yet, please do follow me on Instagram specifically, because that is where I am posting the majority of these videos. Uh, the Facebook is, is, is a little bit active. It's a little spotty, right? The Twitter I've basically given up on. It's just, it's not my thing. Not yet, at least. Maybe I should really should start picking up on it. But for now, the primary source is Instagram. Again, it's ice nice underscore el profe. That's how it reads out. It spells out as ice nice underscore E-L-P-R-O-F-E, right? Uh, another thing that I'd like to do before I get into this podcast is give a quick shout out to my boy Mill Perp, Mill Heasy, right? Um, and specifically because although the feedback that I've gotten from, you know, those of you who have been so generous as to leave me with some feedback has been very much appreciated, I would be remiss to say that, you know, the conversations that I've been having with uh, with Millhouse have been deeply beneficial to not just my continued understanding uh, to the, the the process of continuing to understand reality in a more full manner, but it's also going to deeply influence this particular podcast. And I speak specifically in regards, not just to the, the, the conversation, I'm speaking directly now to Millperp, right? But also to those of you who are listening, uh, we've had some conversations recently about God and shit, right? But it's just all the conversations in a whole. He's been the most consistent person that I've been, uh, you know, shooting his ideas back and forth. Off. So it's only right that, you know, I give him a little bit of shout out for that. And more importantly, uh, aside from the quick shout out reason, there's an even deeper reason why I feel as though it needs to be addressed. And that's because um, for those of you who don't know Millhouse, which is going to be lots of us, unfortunately, right? Um, he's actually a very conservative person. And that world, that, that conversation, I, I just can't emphasize enough how much I value that conversation because it is allowing me, it's a conduit. He's a conduit to a world that I, I, I mean, I understand it. I understand the thought process. I understand the reasoning, right? For the most part. But I don't live it. I don't live that world, right? And uh, it, lived experience is very important in the in the knowledge building and the knowledge formation process. So I can't. I would be. It would be very. Uh, it'd be in bad faith of me to sit here and try to speak, for instance, on issues regarding the right if I don't even understand what it's like to live in the perspective or live through the perspective of someone who is on the right. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the biggest issues that I feel that we personally, as quote unquote lefty liberals, because we've discussed before, I ain't no fucking lefty dog, right? But if I, if you had to try to reduce, right, essentialize my stances, a lot of it would probably be more along the liberal camp, right? 
Uh, and I think it's very disingenuous. It's one of the biggest problems that we have here uh, in 2019 America. And that is that we have people, for instance, who are either on the right or on the left who feel qualified to speak about the experiences and the, about the issues relating to people on the other side of the political spectrum uh, just by virtue of the fact that they have a fucking freedom to speech. Now, there's no question about that. You can fucking say whatever you want to say. It's America. And I may not agree with what you got to say, but I will fucking protect to the death to you to fucking say that shit, my dog. Right. But. What I'm trying to say is that it's also important for us who seek to gain a higher level understanding of reality that we put ourselves into the position of other people to try to understand their thought process and their reasoning as to why they are coming at us. Because I feel at least that it helps remove us from the defensive as though we're just being attacked, right? And unfortunately, given these phenomenological predicaments that we find ourselves in, namely the fact that we are fundamentally just we're embodied right our corporeal embodiment we cannot understand what it's like to live the life of another person because of our corporeal embodiment right and the closest that we can get is through conversation so when i have these conversations with people like millhouse right uh they're fucking extremely valuable to me because again they provide me with a little bit of a conduit a little bit of an insight as much as i could possibly get to the other side of this fucking quote-unquote political spectrum that, again, I, I don't live that life. I mean, I do on certain respects. Like, you come after my guns, dog, we're going to have some fucking problems. You know what I'm saying? Right? But aside from that, um, I don't really live that life, bro. So it, 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 I, I'm, And I'm not going to sit here and act in bad faith pretending that I do otherwise because it's really easy to reduce other people's opinions and essentialize them and marginalize them to the most fucking simplistic understanding by doing so. Right? So again, this, I mean, just in regards to the last podcast that we had in, in general, right? Uh, when I was talking about fucking Jordan Peterson, for instance, Milhouse, the, the fucking Jordan Peterson fan. And I don't blame him, yo, because real shit, a lot of what Jordan Peterson has to say uh, turns from the, the little bit of philosophy that he does understand. It's some pretty deep shit, right? But uh, obviously I have my own fundamental predicaments with what he has to say, chief among which being the fact that he's not a fucking philosopher, right? And the ways that he does apply the philosophy is very spotty and picky and choosy, Okay. But that that's, again, that's from my own personal biases. And in having our conversation with Milhouse, I started to realize, well, there's a little bit more to the Jordan Peterson character than meets the eye. And it's, it's unfair to reduce him to his talking points without understanding the effects that he has on the people who are actually, you know, fans of his, which undoubtedly there are millions of, right? So, um, yeah. And then one last quick little thing with the whole Milhouse thing, right? Before y'all think I'm fucking sucking him off for too long. Right. It's not the intention, bro. The intention is to give an honest, genuine fucking shout out to the people who are providing you with, you know, helping provide me with the insights that are you that we all are benefiting from myself included. Those of us who are listening to this podcast. Right. And it's in regards to one of his um, Instagram stories that I got to say, Millhouse, that shit just brought infinite joy to my heart. One of the cool things about social media, I think is the ability to connect to people, right? And when we're not using it to fucking talk shit about each other's moms and tell each other how fucking small our dicks are, right? Because of we believe in Trump is, 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 the, is the messiah or because we thought Obama was the, uh, the, the messiah, right? Uh, we can also use it to try to gain an insight into people that otherwise we would never have a chance to because of, you know, life, you know, shit happens. And especially as we start to get older, we don't have enough time to fucking sit back and, you know, get to know people as well as potentially we could, you know, had we had access to them on a regular basis. Um, so one of my favorite aspects of social media is, is that very fact. You get to see people, at least those who are interested, uh, as they continue along their process of becoming. I've seen it with various people on my social media, most of which being out of jujitsu, by the way. I don't think that's by that's I don't I don't think that this is uh, uh, a mistake or uh, an, an an accident. I should say that the majority of the growth processes, the process of becoming that I've seen on my social media, has come from 
people uh, that I that I've met through uh, jujitsu. Now I'm not trying to say that just because you don't do jujitsu that you're not doing the same, right? I'm just trying to say that it, it's been my it's like a very it's it's a noticeable uh, it's a noticeable trend from the people that I, that I do jujitsu with in regards to this whole process of becoming. There's also my boy, you know, Salsa, for instance. I told him a quick shout out when I was uh, admiring his book acquiring phase that he's currently going through. I thought that shit was awesome. You know what I mean? And the same here with Millperp, Millhouse, right? Um, I saw on one of his Instagram stories that he tagged it somehow with something of a Mexica or Aztec warrior, I think it was. And honestly, that shit just brought fucking joy to my heart because, well, this is what we're going to be talking about today. This is where the whole fucking Notre Dame Cathedral comes into play. And again, if we have time later, I'll talk about maybe why I'm so busy and how the sad boy life affects to all that kind of shit, right? And the answer is simple. It's this indigenization process, right? Now, again, in order to truly, truly understand why, at least for me personally, this is such a powerful, this was such a powerful rhetorical move, if you will, on Milhouse's behalf is because you would have to know him and the process of becoming that he's engaged in over the, over the few years that I've known him, especially through jujitsu, right? And um, I guess in the interest of, you know, having to forego the whole, you know, you personally stalking this motherfucker on social media and finding out exactly what it is that I'm talking about. I'll just qualify by saying that again, he was, a, he's a very conservative person, right? And you know, more power to him. Um, but in this conservatism, I, I had never really noticed this, uh, this, this, this play, if you will, towards an identity politic. And, you know, for whatever reason, maybe he didn't ever found them important, whatever the, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know him like that. Right. I maybe, maybe listening to this, he'll fucking give me the answer, but I had never noticed him mention anything of an identity outside of his American citizenry, right? His, uh, the, 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 the identity that comes with being an American, especially a patriot, a proud American. Right. So to see that subtle, subtle rhetorical move on his social media, it was very meaningful to me, man, because it starts, it, it, it you know. Again, we fucking essentialize people. We like to essentialize people and we think that just because the way they are now is the way that they're always going to be. But as this example with you know that I just given you clearly demonstrates, there's this process, there's this ability for people to transcend, you know, even the most tried and true habits that we have, the most tried and true identities that we hold dearly. Those shits are fucking possible to overcome, especially the ones that are doing us more harm than they are good, right? I'm not saying that being an American patriot or American citizen is a fucking bad thing. It's fucking great. Don't get me twisted at all, right? But I am saying that there are people who fucking latch onto this identity. And I'm not saying, I'm not accusing Milhouse of this, right? I'm accusing the fucking, you know, the vast majority of people that we see on, you know, TV or social media who are fucking love it or leave it, bro. This is fucking America. Speak English or die, fucking asshole. Right? I'm talking about those shitheads, right? Even they, man, if they are fucking committed to the process of becoming to be, you know, a better understanding of reality, even they are capable of fucking advancing and becoming something that even, you know, none of us would possibly ever imagine was capable of, a, of an individual like that. And again, this is just part and parcel of going back to the whole importance of conversing with people and why we should not fucking seek to shut people down, if you will. Now, I'm not fucking, please, 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 please fucking believe me when I say that I'm not sitting here trying to fucking pontificate, right? I'm not saying that, I'm not trying to establish what we refer to in the, philosoph the philosophy biz as a normative claim, because, you know, there's enough motherfuckers out there who are fucking telling you normative is just like a way that things should be done, right? And 
there's enough of these motherfuckers out there who are already trying to do that. And I don't fucking, I don't want to be one. I don't seek to be one. If you ever find me becoming one, I hope you ever, you fucking pull me aside and you show me a fucking shout out on social media and say, yo, fuck you, Isaac. You're becoming one of those normative assholes that you said you never wanted to become. You're sitting here and telling me, trying, trying to fucking tell me how I should live my life. I thought you spent your whole fucking first eight, nine podcast telling me that people that do this are fucking trying to fuck me or take my money, bro. What's up with that? Right. And now you're trying to turn it into, turn it into one of them. Or maybe if you're like one of my jujitsu homies, you'll fucking choke my ass out and be like, look, bitch, that's what you get for fucking trying to become one of those normative establishing people and all that kind of shit, right? But what I am going to say is, yo, let's not fucking undersell the power of conversation, right? So when you're fucking trying to shut people down, you're shutting off a whole world of possibilities that these people, you even personally yourself, can engage in, right? And I'm telling you, even the most subtle 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 movements the most subtle movements can it, throughout the course of a lifetime can generate a fucking world of change right this is one thing that i try to instill on my students uh, when we're doing our lectures on the process of becoming specifically uh, through the allegory of the cave right which i'll be discussing in future episodes but we have this fucking trajectory that we're all on right and if we follow that trajectory along the same straight and narrow as our you know as our family and our friends and we'd never deviate from that fucking uh, trajectory in the slightest way, and they never do the same either, then we're pretty much going to end up at the same fucking starting, at the same, relatively the same ending point if, you know, if, if none of our ideas and beliefs regarding one another change. But the second even a, the smallest fucking ideation uh, occurs, whenever the slightest change, deviation and ideation occurs, right? Even that fucking small change, man, throughout the course of a lifetime, fundamentally alters the trajectory of our lives right so much so that by the end of it we may not even fucking recognize the people that we initially started with are you know and who, those who never deviated from their path and by the time we get to the end of it we may not even fucking recognize that person we might not even fucking vibe with them we're no longer riding the same way we may not even fuck with them anymore right uh, we'll talk all about this later in further episodes because, again, it's not the specific intention of this one. We got on this particular tangent by explicating again how this fucking Millhouse character, just through that fucking slight rhetorical move that I noticed at least, maybe he's done it before, but to me it meant a lot, right? Um, not from a personal fucking friendship level, but just to see that shit out there, he's got you know a substantial little Instagram following, so a lot of people saw that too, and you know those little ideas are starting to be slowly planted in many people, right? And it's all part and parcel then of the grand point that I wanted to talk about today, which is ultimately the indigenization process that we're all, not all, because not all of us are doing it, but it's really big right now in fucking academia for sure. It's, and it's fucking huge in my life, as I discussed in the previous lecture and in the fucking, the whole, you know, foundation of hood philosophy, right? Now, the reason I wanted to talk about it at length a little bit more today was, again, it's because of the fucking burning of the Notre Dame Cathedral, bro, right? Now, there's no fucking way to sugarcoat this because this is a very polarizing topic, and obviously, given the nature of religion in general, it's understood why, right? But I'm just going to be fucking upfront and say, I don't fucking care, bro. I don't care that the fucking Notre Dame Cathedral burned, not in the slightest way, shape, or form. I don't feel bad. The people who are coming along and saying that those of us who are fucking, who don't feel any sympathy for it are wretched individuals. No, dude, like I don't fucking care. For one, I don't fucking care about much to begin with, right? Like you, once you start fucking getting outside of my family, uh, not people in general, but I'm saying instant like issues regarding life in general that once they start to like eh, 
leave my family of things that don't directly affect my family. I really don't care. Right. We can attribute that to the fucking nihilism, to the absurdism, whatever you so choose to the fucking Nahuatl understanding of reality, the fleeting nature of, you know, this dream life here on Tlactic Pak, whatever you want to call it, bro. I don't fucking care, though. Right. Very few things that I fucking care about. OK, um, so just 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 on that foundation alone, like why the fuck should I care about the Notre Dame Cathedral any more than I, than one should care that I should care personally about the three cathedrals that were burned in St. Louis, for instance, the guy that was the fucking son of the sheriff in, in, in Louisiana, for instance. Right. And also, fuck you, guy, whoever the fuck, whatever the fuck your name is, who burned those churches down. Not just because, you know, you burned the, the, the not just because they were the churches that you burned down, but more importantly, because you try to blame it on fucking black metal, bro. And that shit. Now you cross the line. You know, I, I care about very few things, but obviously black metal is one of them. Right. Um, there, this 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 whole shit is a fucking it's uh, it requires an understanding of the history of black metal in general but i will you know summarize it i guess i can say by suggesting that for those of you who are interested in seeing why you watch the movie the lords of mayhem lords of k i don't know some shit like that it's a fucking movie about the band mayhem right and it's a cool movie and it's fucking it's got its sappy ass points but it it gets the central gist of the history of the band mayhem across it's a really cool story the fucking the the singer for those of you who aren't going to watch the movie and want me to summarize it for you in in short right the basic story goes like this they had an original singer and guitar they had an original whole band right but the singer and the guitarist and then inevitably the bassist became the most famous members for their own individual reasons why the singer because the original singer because he like myself was a fucking fellow sad boy right but unlike me this fucking coward, right? Who I say coward because of how terrifying death is, right? But this guy fucking was not afraid of death at all whatsoever. He was so unafraid of death that this motherfucker slipped both his wrists, right? But since he was living in the cold, allegedly, supposedly, uh, it was so cold that it, oh, after he slit his wrist, he fucking slit his throat, right? But it was so cold, allegedly, where because he does like this Norway, like you know, uh, it, it, in, in Norway and shit. And it was so cold that the blood like coagulated and it didn't fucking flow. So this motherfucker couldn't even succeed in fucking killing himself in the first place, right? At least in the way that he had initially hoped by slicing his wrist. So that motherfucker went and got a shotgun and blew his fucking head off, right? And then the guitarist comes along and he fucking, he sees this. He sees his homeboy, right? Fucking laid out with his blunt, with his fucking dome blown off. And he fucking goes down to the corner store. And he buys a Polaroid and he comes back, takes a picture of homeboy. He like or, he organizes his shotgun and shit and he puts it right next to him. And he takes a picture of his boy with his fucking head blown off. Right. And then on top of that, on top of that, he fucking collects skull fragments, allegedly. Right. The, the myth says that he ate pieces of his brain. I don't know if that's true or not. I wasn't fucking there. But allegedly what really did happen is he collected skull fragments and um, he, he put them on necklaces and he handed them out to his fellow homies that, you know, in the black metal scene up in Norway. And then um, if that wasn't fucking gangster enough, this motherfucker turned around and put the picture that he took on that Polaroid on the cover of one of their albums, right? Um, the band, again, is Mayhem. So if you want to see it, just type in Mayhem cover with fucking singer's head blown off, right? And you can find out, you can see it for yourself, right? And then uh, on another cover, by the way, for those of you who are wondering, like, what the fuck? How does this have anything to do, you tangential ass motherfucker, with everything that you've been talking about this whole time? Chill, bro. I'm getting there, right? On another cover, they had a fucking their first album, right? Um, they had a it's like some weird ass Latin name, Demisteri something. I don't fucking know, right? Look it up, Mayhem. And this is all I do when I'm trying to listen to the album on YouTube because they fucking took it off my streaming platform as soon as the movie came out. Co fucking coincidentally, right? Um, whenever I'm googling it on YouTube, I just type in Mayhem Demisti and then the rest comes up, right? You know how Google works. 
Anyways, the point that I'm trying to say is that that, that album right there, they put a picture of a church, right? <laughs> and this particular church, what made it so famous is it was the church that the third person that I mentioned, the soon, the, the inevitable bassist in the band, Bard, right? Count something. I don't fucking know, right? I didn't get that deep into that shit. But this motherfucker burned that church down, dog. And not just that one. He burned multiple churches across fucking, I think like three at least, right? From what I recall off my terrible memory at the moment. This motherfucker burned, like he himself personally burned three churches, right? Not churches, chickens, bro. Like these fucking historical fucking landmarks in, you know, Norway that, you know, were places of worship for people. So going back to this whole fuck you guy is because how dare you try to blame black metal because now the fucking media is going to come along and be like, oh, we need to stop people from listening to black metal. And then people are like myself are going to be like, that's never going to happen. Why are we even having this conversation? Right. Anyways, the whole point then is that because I should qualify this further by saying homeboy, the actual dude who burned the churches down, he's also got some problematic views. In fact, he served 20 years in prison, which is the maximum amount apparently for murder up in Norway, right? Because he actually wound up killing the guitars that I just talked about earlier, the one that took a fucking picture of homeboy with his dome blown off, right? He fucking killed that dude and he stabbed him to death, right? And they have like different competing reasons why. Right. The story gives one the, the movie gives one narrative, but, you know, uh, VAR gives another another narrative. Right. Anyways, besides the point, he himself, he has very, you know, interesting, problematic, definitely some anti-Semitism views thrown in there. Right. And I'm not trying to dismiss the anti-Semitism particularly, but and I'm not even trying to fucking apologize for it. Let's get that much straight and fucking straight up out the fucking way. Right. I'm not trying to dismiss his views. And I'm not trying to fucking apologize for it, right? Fucking anti-Semitism is fucked up as it's equally fucked up as, you know, homophobia, racism, all that kind of shit, right? It's all fucked up. We've already established this in previous episodes, right? But I think what gets, at least for me, at least I could say this for sure for me, what gets, what got, again, I'm speaking on myself here, okay? Let me speak on myself to try to limit as much damage as I could potentially do with this fucking upcoming statement that I'm about to make. I personally, when I first read about this fucking story about all the church burnings back in like 2010, right? I, I assumed that it was nothing more than a publicity stunt, right? And the movie itself, Lords of Mayhem, whatever the fuck it's called, they, they play this angle a little bit, right? The whole angle being like, we are black metal, we are true Norwegian black metal, like, and we have to prove ourselves as such, right? And um, that's that's one narrative coming from the VAR camp, and the other narrative coming from this fucking the the the, the guitarist. His name was Euronymous, right? Uh, the Euronymous character is just basically he's just trying to get famous. He's trying to get fucking famous, and they're you know they're, he's doing whatever it takes to get famous, right? And when I first learned of this story, I was fucking convinced. I was like, yeah, dude, this is just this is clearly a fucking publicity stunt. Like, obviously. And it worked because it's fucking 2000 and, you know, at this time, 2010, and I am fucking balls deep in the fucking uh library in the in the in the in the, you know, the library of this band Mayhem that I probably otherwise would have never heard of, you know? It's fucking hard out there for a pimp, yo. It's hard in the music game in general. And to fucking there's music being made every single fucking day, new music all the damn time. And to make music that fucking lasts, it sticks around, it has an impact, it's fucking difficult to do, bro, right? And had it not been for these church burnings, I probably would have never heard Mayhem, right? Um, but when I watched this movie, they played the other angle 
And that was the angle of Varg. And this is where the whole anti-Semitism starts to come into play, right? People accuse him of anti-Semitism. And again, I don't know. I don't fucking know the guy. So maybe he is an anti-Semite, right? But what I will say is that as unfortunate as his views on Jewish people are, the reasoning that he gave behind it, honestly, bro, and I know a lot of people are not going to fucking like to hear this, especially in the academic circle that I occupy at the fucking at a racist ass institution, UTEP here in El Paso, right? We'll talk about that in fucking previous in, in future forthcoming posts, right? But it's it, you know, for one, let me let me further qualify this. Just I'm trying to be fucking as you know as politically correct as can be possible with the shit I'm talking about here personally. But I mentioned it in a previous podcast how you know you have br- brown people. Let's just keep it simple, indigenous people, right? With this whole fucking indigenization process, that this is the whole point of this lecture, right? Uh, they speak about shit like it's, it's blood and soil nativism, bro. Essentially, right? They say that because we we people, we the brown people of you know Anuwak, Semanuwak, Turtle Island, all sorts of different names for this one land, this continent here, right? North America, America, whatever the fuck you want to call it, okay? Um, that because we we that we emanate from here, that this is our soil, our indigenous soil, that we have a right to be able to defend our ideologies and our epistemologies and our ontologies from this settler colonialism that invaded, uh, you know, with the with 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 the arrival of Christopher Columbus. Uh, P.S. Fuck Christopher Columbus, right? And obviously, I fuck with that shit because this, you know. Uh, yeah dude this is what i've been talking about this is the foundation of hood philosophy and specifically in the last lecture in the last podcast talking about how it's a complete rejection of these western uh philosophies and this western uh, ontology and epistemology right so obviously i fuck with that kind of shit right but this is where it gets fucking it's where it gets, gets really difficult for me especially is when you realize that when you start talking that shit right there's really no difference between that sort of blood and soil nativism than the kind of blood and soil nativism that we fucking accuse the fucking, you know, these colonial European people of. It's the same shit, right? Where it, it gets a little problematic is when, you know, you have the people who, you know, are the descendants of the European colonizers here in America in 2019 talking that fucking blood and soil shit because obviously they didn't originate here on Turtle Island, right? They came here, well, their ancestors came here and then they were born here of their ancestors. So they can only trace their fucking lineage on this continent back to, you know, three, maybe four generations, right? But, you know, again, even then, for one, fucking blood and soil nativism is, it's, it's, it's me personally, I think it's stupid. I think it's fucking ridiculous. I am a blood and soil nativist to the planet motherfucking Earth. What's up, right? I don't give a fuck what part of this planet I'm on, right? I identify with Gaia, Mother Earth, right? But going back to the whole Varg story, essentially what he's saying is that well europe was the blood and his blood and soil right it is his ancestral home this is where his ancestors fucking for generation after generation the same way that we here on turtle island us detribalized and tribalized peoples here on turtle island fucking lay our claim and our right to be on this continent based off of our fucking indigenous uh, predecessors the european people can do the same shit in europe right so realistically, what Varg is doing is not different than what the fucking indigenous and tribalized and detribalized peoples here on Turtle Island are doing. And that is fucking asking for an indigenization of their epistemology, right? And this is where the whole fucking church burning shit comes into play, bro. What at least the angle that was played in the, in, in the movie, he was saying essentially 
is that Christianity, which this is where the anti-Semitism comes in, because obviously for those of you versed in the way Christianity works, it basically is all comes from the 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 the, 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 the Torah and the Talmud, right? It's a Jew, the, Jesus Christ was a Jewish person. The fucking Old Testament is the Bible for Jewish people, right? It, I don't, I, I forget specifically if it's the Torah or the Talmud, and I apologize. I, please forgive my lack of my, my ignorance, right? But I, I I know for a fact that the Old Testament is the same bible if you will that the jewish people that that's where they get their source of religion from right the only difference between the fucking uh the christian religion and the jewish religion is that the christians essentially have a second part of the bible the 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 the, the new the new testament whatever that shit is called right again well i'll just leave it at that right um and then you know they believe that jesus was the messiah where jewish people don't even feel as though he was anything more let this is the reading that i've gotten right than just another jewish person who was fighting the romans and was persecuted because of it okay so obviously the jewish people the jewish the the, the, the nomadic tribe that inevitably came on to become you know the jewish people they did not originate in fucking europe bro and they fuck sure did not originate in here on turtle island they came to turtle island by way of europe right and this is what this varg character was trying to say is like dude these fucking monuments these churches they have been built on the ashes of our ancestral religion, okay? They are limiting, they are fucking, they are replacing our understanding of reality, okay? With their version of reality, and that's fucked up. And this VAR character, man, like, love him, hate him, whatever the fuck. I don't care what your personal opinion is, right? We all have our own. But essentially what he was doing, it's, you know... It's an act of reclamation. It's a very violent act of reclamation, no doubt. I'm not fucking, again, apologizing it. I'm not apologizing for it. I don't fucking, you know, whatever. Excuse me. One second. I hear dead air is the worst, but you're going into a quick little coffee break, right? Um, I'm not apologizing for it. I don't fucking, you know, I don't, I don't fuck with that kind of shit, right? I, I, I'm a pacifist, bro. I'm a fucking pacifist. I don't think violence in any way is fucking cool, okay? However, if this fucking liberal agenda, if you will, in academia is correct, then it needs to be applied fucking universally, bro. And that means that, you know, the same shit that we feel when we say like we're rejecting Christianity as indigenous peoples, that shit applies to people like Varg, bro, here in, 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 in fucking Europe. Now, you know, it might not be politically correct because, again, we've been fucking brainwashed to think that all all white people are evil. Nah, man, like. Maybe, maybe some of them really are, but you know, some Mexicans are too. Some fucking black people are evil too. Like it's not an issue of fucking the color of your skin, bro. That's a human issue, right? Um, but what I'm trying to say essentially then is this shit has to be extended universally, right? And just because you don't fucking agree with the views, if you will, of this Varg type character doesn't necessarily mean that that's a reason to fucking dismiss it, especially if you're trying to play the same card, right? And this ultimately then brings me to the whole point of this fucking podcast bro the indigenization movement in general and the fucking burning of the cathedral in Notre Dame again I don't fucking care right not even anymore for the fucking reason that I highlighted earlier you know again what privileges the Notre Dame cathedral over the fucking cathedrals in uh the churches in um Louisiana for one they happen like a week apart from one another right uh but more importantly Seriously, man, just look at all the shit that is done in the name of Christianity, okay? Now, before I continue with this fucking rant that I'm about to go on, 
I'll qualify it by saying that Christianity, it does do some good, right? You see people, you know, the Christian people helping people in the, you know, the, the, the quote unquote less fortunate around the world in the local community. Like, okay, that, that's some good that they do, right? But also look at the shit that gets carried out in the name of Christianity, more importantly, right? In the name of religion in general, bro. How many, I'm focusing here on Christianity specifically, right? But let's fuck with this idea that America is a Christian nation, for instance. Okay, America is a Christian nation. Let's just grant, let's just assume that that really is the case, right? If America is a Christian nation, then that means that every time we, as the country of America, fucking drop a bomb on a country somewhere that's not America and destroy their churches, their temples, their holy sites of worship, their buildings, their architecture... That shit is by proxy being committed in the uh, in the name of Christianity, right? They might not explicitly say so, but if this is a Christian nation, that's basically what's happening, right? And if that's the case, what makes the burning of a fuck the the burning of a fucking you know Christian temple like what happened at you know the Notre Dame Cathedral any more significant than the burning of a of a Jewish fucking place of worship of a Muslim place of worship? And for my specific stent, tent, right? of an indigenous place of worship, bro. This whole country, the entire United States of America, right? As well as all the colonial project around the world that emanated from Europe, right? That shit is built on the ashes of fucking sacred sites of worship that were demolished, right? And one argument that people like to give is, well, that shit happened 500 years ago. Why don't you fucking get over it? First of all, fuck you. Second of all, why don't you get the fuck over the Notre Dame Cathedral burning? For one, it wasn't purposely set on fire from everything I'm gathering. For two, it happened three days ago, so get the fuck over it, right? And three, most importantly, just because, you know, the burning of the fucking Mayo, uh, Templo Mayor down in Tenochtitlan, right, uh, that happened 500 years ago, doesn't mean the same fucking practices aren't happening here today, right? Just look at this fucking pipeline that's being built through sacred indigenous lands. Just look at the eminent domain that the fucking United States government still uses to this day to fucking destroy, to take over the fucking land. You know, it's, it's happening still to this day. Indigenous land, right? Continuously under attack by the United States government. No one fucking bats an eye then, right? No one fucking bats an eye when we talk about how the, you know... Again, going back to the Templo Mayor was destroyed. That was a fucking holy site. That was a place of reverence. That was a place of worship. Why is it not any fucking any? any how is that any different, right? And this is the whole point behind the indigenization movement. It's not to dismiss the fucking you know that shit sucks. Like I said, <clears throat> I don't fuck with violence in any way, shape, or form. I don't condone violence, right? But. There's no doubt that the fucking violence that was inflicted on the Sp by, uh, by the Spanish on the Mexica, you you can't you can't forget about that. You can't erase that. It happened, right? Uh, most of our bodies here, the brown bodies here, especially those of us who are Chicano descent, right? Our bodies bear the fucking violence. We are products of rape, many of us, right? So it's we we for one, we cannot fucking we can't just fucking forget about this, right? For two. We have uh, an epistemological violence that's taken place. The epistemology that I talked about in our in my previous podcast, where they fucking replaced our understanding of reality with a fucking Christian European understanding of reality. Like that's violence, bro. That is fucking subliminal, tacit violence. That is just as violent as them burning our sacred fucking temples, right? So 
how why why should i care tell me again why should i care about the fucking Notre Dame cathedral burning if these motherfuckers don't even care about the shit that you know the spaniards did here on turtle island the president of mexico recently for instance asked for uh, 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 an apology for um specifically the vatican but also i believe the president of spain for those actions and people fucking mocked him dude they were like, oh, God, can this guy get over it already? Can he fucking move on? History's over. You fucking lost. You're the losers, etc. right? Dude, that's not the fucking point. The point is, if you want me to respect your fucking holy sites of worship, you need to return the fucking favor. It's not, it, it's not a fucking one-way street, bro. This shit works both ways, right? And unfortunately, unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case. I have yet to hear an apology from the Pope. I've yet to hear a fucking apology from the King of Spain. You know, so and I'm not going to sit here and try to be petty and say, well, until that happens, I refuse to feel sorry for the cathedral in Notre Dame. Because for one, that would be very unbecoming of me. Because again, that would imply that I fucking care in the first place. And it's, I'm not saying that I don't care so much as it's like, ah, who cares? At the end of the day, fucking sun's going to explode. Fucking taking any trace of humanity with it. The Mexica, the fucking Spaniards, all that kind of shit's going to be gone. No one fucking cares anyways, right? That's part of it. But more importantly, it's because, you know what, dude, I'm not going to hold on to the grudge so much as I'm going to hold on to the fucking remaining, the memory. And the memory is what propelled me to continue this whole fucking indigenization process to say, yo, basically my whole fucking life, I've been brainwashed to believe the world was one way and it's not. And now I am trying to desocialize, deprogram myself from what I was brainwashed with and hopefully try to reprogram, resocialize myself with a completely different fucking view of the world. Namely one that is more relevant, that is more fucking, that, that, you know, that is more impactful, that is more, you know, in tune with who I am as a person and in my life, right? So to circle all the way back around, this is just, the, this, this was the fucking long-winded way of saying why seeing the fucking Aztec warrior on Mill Perp's fucking Instagram story was so meaningful to me, right? Because again, it, it, it's these seeds that we sow, little fucking seeds that we sow through conversation that inevitably could potentially have a huge and lasting impact on the lives of everybody. I know for sure I can say that my conversations with Millhouse, especially on the ability to gain a, a, a more nuanced understanding of ideation, the thought process, if you will, of somebody who is a conservative, has definitely influenced my life. Certainly changed it, right? Maybe not in the most drastic form. I'm not going to fucking go out and vote for Trump in 2020, right? But it's changed it enough to be able to say, unlike before, where I would just be like, man, the fuck? Somebody who's right wing, what are they fucking stupid? They don't understand? Like, dude, that would, if you would have caught me at 18, that's what I would have probably said because I was a fucking shithead as I discussed in the previous podcast, right? I'm still a shithead, but definitely not as ignorant. We're at 32 now where I'm at. I would look at someone from the right wing and be like, damn, you know, I, I could fucking understand why you'd be right wing. And those views that you hold, for the most part, shit, I understand those shits completely. I may not want to put my energy behind, you know, fucking furthering them, but I can understand where you're coming from. And I appreciate that shit. And even though we don't fucking agree, I'm not going to seek to fucking, you know, change your views. I'm not going to seek to fucking guilt you for your views because why? Who the fuck cares? First and foremost, something's going to explode. Secondly, because I ain't no weak bitch slave, right? And all that we're going to get to in our forthcoming, I'm going to get to in our forthcoming podcast. You'll get to as well, I guess, if you're fucking coming along for the ride with me, this whole weak bitch slave shit. But I will qualify it by saying that it has to do with Nietzsche and his, his views on religion and how it's the fucking, you know, the slavery, the master slave dialect, I should say, right? That, that's where all that emanates from. But for today, 
uh, I, I guess I did want to keep this podcast kind of short and we're at about not really that far into it, but, you know, close enough where I can qu- comfortably put it to an end by saying that, you know, this indigenization movement, man, it's fucking it's slowly but surely taking hold in this country on this fucking continent. And, you know, for those of you who saw my post recently about the whole church, if you thought the burning of the Notre Dame Cathedral was a tragedy, just wait. Right. Uh, maybe you follow some of the fucking hashtags. Right. And that was kind of the whole purpose behind this podcast was to explain even further because not only of the importance that the indigenization process holds in the hood philosophy movement right but also to try to further further the educational process of exactly what these hashtags are right so when you hear or when you see for instance myself or other people tag shit like indigenize all we're saying is dude fucking understand that we were lied to we have been lied to by our educational learning facilities uh, and they've told us that the world can only be one way, but it can't. Okay. And as I discussed in the previous podcast, but I guess to wrap it up, to bring it, just to bring it back. Cause I said, I was going to talk about it later and I haven't really, and I'm not going to right? the whole sad boy shit. It can help. It can help the slightest bit, right? Even, even if it just helps you see the world slightly different and it, it, it and it produces a little bit happiness in, 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 on your behalf to do so that alone is worth it. Right. But more importantly, it's worth it because you start to realize how much of this game that we're all playing, I guess you could call it capitalism in America, right? 2019 is predicated off of this Eurocentric understanding of reality. And once you indigenize your epistemology, you start to truly, truly understand how fucked up things, for instance, like immigration reform currently are. Now, I'm not going to fucking sit here and be that person that openly advocates for fucking just random ass open borders. Not because I don't think that that's the solution, but because I don't fucking know. I don't know. And I'm nowhere near, nowhere fucking near educated enough to be making such a statement. Right. This is a relatively recent fucking admitment on my behalf. Right. If you would have caught me three years ago. Right. I would have been like, man, what the fuck? We should have open borders and all people should be legalized in this country. But, bro, that's just the liberal, extreme liberal fucking understanding. There is a fucking opposite to that spectrum. Right. And realistically, the truth to that is probably somewhere in the middle. Right. Now, all the fucking people who are like indigenized now, I thought you were down for the hood. Isaac, what the fuck? You're one of those sell out the otakos. Maybe, bro, right? Because in, in, in their eyes, I'm fucking doing a disservice and I'm fucking trying to apologize for shit like the Border Patrol and, you know, all that. No, dude. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Those of you all who fucking recently saw the news about the people being fucking penned up here under the bridge in fucking El Paso, Texas. Like, dude, that shit is fucked up, right? Border Patrol agents shooting into Mexico and fucking killing innocent people. That shit is fucked up, Right. The obvious response would be like, they're not innocent, bro. They're trying to enter the country legally. Fuck you, dude. Like, they're just people, bro. Right? You don't need to fucking shoot a little girl in the head, for instance, because she's trying to fucking come into your country. So we have a whole fucking system of laws for that could have probably taken care of it. Right? So when we say indigenized, all we're simply saying is that the only reason you're justifying, for instance, the shooting of this little girl is because you personally have been brainwashed to think that this fucking country is, you know, all whatever it is that you think about this country, right? Especially if you hold these beliefs. You've been, unless, unless, unless you personally have taken the time to 
critically examine your fucking beliefs to examine your religion to examine your fucking patriotism to examine everything about your reality essentially right unless you've done that and then still circled all the way back around and said nope this this is what i believe your fucking opinion is irrelevant man because the shit is you just got lucky and you were born here and because of that you have these beliefs and had you been born anywhere else you would have had their fucking beliefs and probably felt a complete different way right so when we say indigenize, it's basically what all we're saying in the first part. We're saying, yo, let's let's work to undo this fucking brainwashing that we've done, this Eurocentric brainwashing that we've all undertaken, because realistically, it's really not in a lot of our favors, especially those of you who have families that have been violently fucking separated from one another here at the border, right? And when we say decolonize, we're asking you to fucking change that shit, dude. Like, dude, for one, you understand that the only reason the majority of the people here in El Paso, I've mentioned this before, but it fucking bears repeating, are Americans is because that fucking arbitrary line that we call the border was built five minutes this way instead of that way. Because if it had, if it had been built just five minutes north, fucking an hour north, almost everybody here would be a fucking Mexican citizen, right? And then which case, going back to the whole indigenous process, you'd fucking would have been socializing the fucking whatever brainwashing the Mexican people are going through through their education systems, right? And you felt a complete different way, right? But since you were born here, you were obviously in a position where you start to realize through our Eurocentric uh, brainwashing that we've undertaken and having undertaken this indigenization process that the next inevitable step is to decolonize and start to realize shit that we believe and how unjust it is and how unfair and the interest it is of many people again especially those of us who have families here on the border when we realize dude we're being separated by nothing more than a fucking arbitrary line on the border we're putting people in not even fucking jail anymore we're locking them up like fucking animals underneath of a bridge because of this fucking colonial law and that shit i mean dude again I don't give a fuck citizen of earth all that kind of shit i identify as the fucking infinite and immortal universe expressing itself in fucking the the english language to quote joe rogan right that shit does not mean anything to me bro what side of the fucking fence you were built on what i do know is that you can't fucking treat people like that right and unless we decolonize our minds we're never going to be able to understand why we can't treat people like that because the colonization has us believing that the reason we can treat people like that is simply because they're not American, right? So if they're not American, well, who the fuck cares, right? No, dude, like, that's not how that shit works. Oh, because they're not Christian, because they're not whatever. Like, you can treat them however you want because they don't abide by the universal norm that we're attempting to establish. Like, no, dude, that's not right. That's part of the colonization process, and we must work to undo that in order to get to a deeper, better understanding that'll hopefully get us to realize our shared essence as human beings, Right? That's my fucking soapbox. Allow me to come back down off of it and speak briefly about another fucking hashtag. Just briefly, because this is about getting to the 50-minute mark. I said I was going to end this shit like fucking seven minutes ago, and I kept going. I apologize for those of you who were fucking nervously anticipating the end. But I will say that if it's the case for you, you should have fucking never listened to this in the first place or turned it off whenever the fuck, right? Anyways, the whole Aslan hashtag, right? Aslan is a very interesting topic. Right, I'm reaching for a book here for those of you watching the video or for those of you who slowly hear my voice getting further away. Right, from the microphone. I'm reaching for a book and the book is called Creating Aslan. It's by a gentleman scholar named Dylan Miner. Okay, and it's a great fucking book, man. Um, 
Aslan essentially is what we refer to in the Chicanx circle as the indigenous, the mythological for some homeland of the Mexica people, the Nahuatl people, right? And it extended every, it, it went as far north as Northern California and it extended as eastward as my, uh, Wyoming, Colorado, and Oklahoma, and then all the way down to Texas and then push, obviously, of course, down to Mexico and shit, right? And uh, Aslan, it's uh, so the, the basic, all those, all those little states, American states in between then, right? So the idea then is at least for the people who, who fuck with this idea of Aslan, like myself, not myself specifically, and I'll get into why spe- uh, specific. Notice how quickly I reacted to that is because Aslan, I'm telling you, Aslan is a very, uh, is a very problematic uh, idea, and I'll tell you why here shortly, right? But for the people who fuck with this idea of Aslan, they're basically saying then that anybody who was fucking born in that specific region, namely here, the American Southwest now, they're fucking indigenous to this area, the whole blood and oil, the whole blood and soil nativism, right? So their their basic argument is that you know you can't be Ill- no person is illegal on stolen lands, for instance. We didn't cross the border; the border crossed us, right? I am I am fucking indigenous to this continent. How can uh and you can't uh de- you can't criminalize indigenous bodies? All that kind of shit. When you hear that rhetoric, I'm not saying shit isn't trying to dismiss it, but just shit as in you know common parlance. Whenever you hear that those words being used, that's basically the idea that they're fucking with, right? Now, the reason Aslan is so problematic is because, listen, this is a fucking, this is just so obvious. I can't believe that I even have to say it, but dude, again, going back to the whole shared essence as humanity, the European people who came here and colonized the uh, Turtle Island, they did not do anything that the fucking indigenous peoples here on Turtle Island were already doing to each other long before the fucking European people got here, okay? And the Mexica were no exception, bro. The Mexica, the people that the majority of us identify with, right? Because we've we've lost all cultural connection and we assume that, you know, every Mexican is just part of the Aztec lineage, right? There's so many more, and this is why it's problematic, but we'll get into that here shortly, right? So many more indigenous tribes of Mexico, right? But we're speaking here specifically of the Mexica because these motherfuckers were the original colonists. They were the original colonizers, right? There were so many fucking indigenous tribes, indigenous peoples here on Turtle Island. And when you say the word Aslan, you just kind of blanket over it and assume that they were all Mexican, for instance, or that they were all indigenous. And that's not the fucking case, bro. The fucking um, Turtle Island, it was a highly diverse area, right? And there was peoples there living there, a lot of them still here to this day, right? Who weren't Mexicas, who weren't Mexican, and who had their own cultures and their own epistemologies and their own ontologies completely different from those of their Mexica colonizers, right? So when we say Aslan, that, that's why it's so problematic because you just fucking erase the identity of all those people. And if we're doing that, then again, what the fuck makes us any different from the people that we're complaining, namely the European colonists and all that kind of shit, right? So yeah, I fuck with the idea of Aslan, but I fuck with it more now in this Dylan Minor sense of the term because I've realized how problematic it is. But what this Dylan Miner is essentially saying is that Aslan is almost, it's, it's, like, it's like a birthplace. It's a portal. It's a, it's a fucking state of mind, if you will, right? Where the Chicanx person is born and you start to realize that we have a fucking rich cultural, epistemological, ontological lineage that is not grounded in this Eurocentric narrative. And if we undertake the, 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 the indigenization process through this portal of Aslan, we can be reborn as a Chicanx person, right? And when we say Chicanx, I'm, now you notice the subtle distinctions, the subtle distinctions. I'm saying Chicanx and Chicanx, right? 
uh, the difference is in basically the first the first letter, well, first the first two letters in the chica next form, C H and chica next, the X, right? Chica next, this shit again it, itself is problematic, but I'm not gonna fucking talk about it because now I'm really getting close to the hour. But it has its own complicated history, right? Namely, in a sense, well, I'll just explain it quickly. These fucking Chican, the original Chicano movements, they're fucking, they're just annoying, dude. Like, they complain about all this shit that the European oppressors supposedly were doing to them, and they turned around and did the same fucking shit to the people in the Chicanx movement. Namely, they made it all about men, and they fucking shit on gay people, for instance, and they said that anyone who wasn't a Chicano was fucking whatever, right? I don't fuck with that kind of shit, and neither does this uh, uh, Dylan Minor character, right? And thus the move to a Chicanx with an X, right? For one, the Chicanx is more inclusive to all peoples, irrespective of their fucking genetic makeup, right? Meaning if you are from Japan, meaning if you are from fucking Chile or Peru, right? If you fuck with this indigenization process and you are interested in the fucking Nahuatl understanding, the Mexica understanding of reality, you can be fucking reborn a Chicanx, bro, of the X with the more inclusive person. And once you do so, this fucking world of opportunity opens up in such a way where a fucking whole universe that you never knew existed magically appears before our eyes and we see it expressed through art, through culture, through politics, through all sorts of shit, right? So, yeah, just to reiterate, I mean, yeah, I guess it's sad. The architecture was nice from what I hear. I never fucking went. All you motherfuckers out there, weird flex and posting your pictures of going to the fucking being in Paris and shit. Hey man, do your thing, right? I ain't fucking, I ain't, I ain't hating, right? It's a weird flex, but I ain't hating. Um, I get it. It was beautiful fucking architecture, but so were our indigenous temples, bro. Like for reals. And until you fucking acknowledge that fact, then this whole indigenization process is not complete and it needs to continue going because only then will we will the people who fucking don't even maybe don't even know or those who do know who don't fucking care to you know make the equivalence and maybe understand why we're so fucking hurt when our sacred temples got burned but we're not hurt when their sacred temples got burned maybe in maybe in understanding the reason I'm not hurt again because for one don't fucking care for two like dude how do you expect me to care if you can't even acknowledge my fucking suffering, my pain about our indigenous sacred temples being burned. And until you do, you obviously don't see me as fucking worthy of, you know, consideration, let alone possibly then as an equal, in which case I'll say, well, then no, I don't fucking care about your, te your temple being burnt either. Right. <laughs> very, very highly problematic podcast, I'm sure. But that's only because unfortunately the indigenization process has yet to fully take hold here on Turtle Island. And it's going to, much of what I said, go against the beliefs that most of us have been, you know, fucking unfortunately brainwashed to believe are correct. It's a small sacrifice, but, you know, not too bad of a sacrifice compared to what other people are, you know, doing to advance this cause throughout the world. Right. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this bad boy up here. I will leave you as I do with all my other podcasts and hope say uh, hope that I uh, hope that you enjoyed it right um and yeah if you didn't i'm not gonna tell you to go fuck yourself anymore right but i will say hey let me know why because like the whole conversation with millhouse from you know uh, that i mentioned in the beginning of the podcast goes maybe i can work maybe you can work at getting a better understanding as to why it is that you didn't fuck with it right so until then i hope you all have a great rest of your day and i'll see you next time peace